Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, coming up later on this hour, we're going to mix in this question. Is there any concern on your end, players? I mean, uh, not players, fans. Of course the players would never admit to this. But is there any concern on your end that there is a team-wide competitiveness issue? Are players still playing their guts out? For Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio. Think about that. Hard to measure. But most people know it when they see it. Have we seen it? My answer and yours coming up later on this hour. 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. In a rec. Ace Law, help you get a check. Call my guy Eric. Tell him the rooster and Team 980 sent you. 8888-ACE-LAW. That's 8888-ACE-LAW. After you call us, 301-230-0980. Back to the phones we go. Uh, we said we'd lead our number two off with uh, Mark and Largo, and then we'll get to Teddy and Silver Spring. What up, Mark? How are you? Hey, Chris. How you doing? What's shaking, Mark? Before I start, I have to, I have to answer Mark and Law. Mr. Buffalo Bills fan, Mr. Four Times and never won a Super Bowl, Mr. Josh Allen five years ago, who everybody thought he was a bum, now he's supposed to do something, and he has done absolutely nothing. Before you comment on anybody else's quarterback, win a Super Bowl. Well, better yet, get to a Super Bowl. Now, Hmm. back to Sam Howe. Back to Sam Howe. I can understand why Jay said what he said. Because, and this is why, and I think you'll understand what I explained it to you, Chris. Um, when they played Philadelphia and he tied the score up at 24, I thought right then and there, I said, I think this kid is a special player. But when he brought them down there and scored at the end of regulation to tie the game and send it in overtime, mm-hmm. that's stuff that only elite quarterbacks in the league can do. And I've yet to see Kirk Cousins do it. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let me jump in. A, I agree that that was a money drive, and that was huge for the overall psyche of the building, his development, so on and so forth. Uh, Kirk Cousins had like right. 10 quarter, game-winning court and, and fourth-quarter drives last year. I mean, we, we can't say Kirk has never right. done that. Did he, did he do it against Philadelphia this year? No. No. I, 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 okay. I mean, no. 
He did it against Philadelphia in 2016. But, he, you know, Pierre Garçon caught a touchdown pass late in the fourth quarter, but he didn't do it this year. Right, but Philadelphia wasn't that good. They were better than Philadelphia. Okay, but what I'm trying to say is this. I agree with you. I think I would put them at an eight. But I do think mm. the, the most important thing is they need – their defense needs to play better. You know, Chris, you can say whatever you want. If it wasn't for Sam, this team would be one and four. They would be worse off right now because the defense outside of game one has done absolutely nothing since the first game of the season. They nearly lost the game against Denver with that Hail Mary play. You know, I mean, it is what it is with the defense. they got to play better. And I'm not going to talk about what I was talking to you and Doc yesterday about what they should, but I still maintain that. And I think a lot of callers are starting to agree with what I'm saying. I'm not trying to start no rift between anybody. I'm just saying I don't like people calling up or cheering for other teams that's going to trash my team and trash my quarterback. I got, and a lot of us fans feel the same way too. I, I got you, Mark. You know I love you. I, I love the passion and I love the love energy. The uh, I, and 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 I understand. I understand you being a little frustrated. Listen, Josh Allen doesn't have to win a Super Bowl to be considered a franchise quarterback. Now, you want to take umbrage with me putting him in that kind of elite tier with Patrick Mahomes? I mean, if I, I mean, if we're being truly honest, right? There's probably only Patrick Mahomes then in that elite tier. You know, you want to know a good example of a currently non-elite quarterback who is absolutely a franchise quarterback, kind of in that six-seven range. How you're talking, like about what a franchise quarterback has to be, also with their stability in playing. He's in our conference. They play a little bit south of us, way west, and his name starts with D. I'm trying to figure this out. South and West. Oh, Derek Carr. Derek? I mean, whatever the hell. Dak Prescott. Oh, Dak Prescott. I'm saying Dak Prescott is a perfect example. Well, you said in our conference, so I got thrown off by that. He's a perfect example of a franchise quarterback that can play very well at times, but in general is kind of middling but does his job and is able to win games when it's needed. I would say this to me, because I, I was thinking about bringing this up because I have Dak on my list here. What Jerry Jones said to it's, me, we don't talk. We don't. We don't base anything off what Jerry Jones says. Well, I know, but we can react to it. That's for damn sure. That is true. Again, if ten is elite, right? If that's the Patrick Mahomes again level, and you can make an argument that nobody else belongs in that c- category. Or you can make an argument that the Burrow and the you know the Justin Herbert and you and and Josh Allen's belong in that level. Dak clearly does not. But Dak, being a quote unquote franchise quarterback, I think he's on the the very low side. If franchise quarterback is eight, and then there's this like room to kind of maneuver in between eight and elite. Clearly he's not anywhere close to elite, but he's maybe, if he's an eight, meaning again, in my weak ass definition, franchise quarterback, he's like an 8.01. Like he barely makes it. And I'm tempted to say he's below an eight. 
But he's still a franchise quarterback that has been with that organization, and they've wanted to stick with him because of his upsides. Right. And so that's why I'm going with. He's, he is a perfect example of when people are like, oh, franchise needs to be elite. No. Franchise needs to be stable and needs to have a generally positive mm-hmm. rate of play. Well, that's why, again, there's there's the difference between, like you said, elite and franchise. Yeah. Right? But but oftentimes people put toss around the term franchise quarterback as like that's the highest level you can achieve. No, 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 no. Patrick Mahomes is not just a franchise quarterback. He is an elite franchise quarterback. There's a difference between him and every other or almost every other. Oh, yeah. When people say they want a franchise, they want Patrick Mahomes. What they're really saying is they just want a quarterback that will be able to maintain the season and won't mess up when it's coming to the big points. By the way, before I keep forgetting, uh, Sam Howell, we we had a question about uh, from Sage in New York about uh, the height thing and passes knocked down and whatnot. It was five going into last week. According to Pro Football Reference, it's now seven. Seven batted balls. Uh, is how they uh, and they define it as you know a defender at or batted down by an, a defend or batted I should say not down batted up down what have you uh, by a defender at or behind the line of scrimmage. So it went from five to seven uh, for last week. So seven in five games. It's a fairly significant amount, along with all the the, the other flaws. I shouldn't say all the other flaws, but there are some significant flaws. Let's get to Teddy in Silver Spring next up on the Ace Law Listener. Lance, what's up, hey. Teddy? How are you? Hey, Rooster. How's it going? Good, Teddy. What's um, going on? Good. We had a spirited discussion a couple of weeks ago on, you know, should Sam Howell, you know, be benched? And then he came back and had that nice game against uh, Philly. I, you know, did we have lunch on that? I, I don't know. But, I, I mean, you guys you know. are, you, you, you guys all want me to take you out to lunch. I mean, for Christ. I, I, I appreciate you, Teddy. Uh, no, that was no, a good all one. good, man. I, I, I'm saying I'm trending up on him being a, uh, a franchise quarterback because mm. you could be a franchise quarterback without being elite. I think that being elite has other factors yes. involved in it in terms of your team, your coaching. Uh, did you get to a Super Bowl? Then people get elevated to be elite. You can have, you know, you know, elite, maybe elite talent, but not still be elite. I, I look at um, the quarterback from the Chargers. Maybe his talent is could be considered as elite, but is he an elite quarterback until he actually – progresses to the point where, you know, he's winning uh, uh, consistently or on a high level. And even Kirk Cousins. I mean, my knock against Kirk Kirk Cousins is I just don't believe in him winning a big game. If the game is a big game on the line, I I think Kirk Cousins throws the ball fine. And he's a a good quarterback. But is he going to win you a big game when it all counts? I just don't believe in that. So I just believe there are definitely nuances between being – elite and being franchise quarterback. And I'll just look at a franchise quarterback as, you know, your quarterback, he's a starter and, you know, he can run the team, but you you have to ascend to that elite level. Totally 1,000% agree with that, and that's why we've been hammering that point home. I'll go one step further, Teddy, and say there's a difference between elite, franchise, and good. And I don't think Sam Howell is even at good yet, quite honestly. Uh, I think he's yeah. got some traits. I think he's trending, though. Yes, I think he's yeah. trending in the right direction, but he's not yet, even for me, 
at a good level yet. Never mind franchise uh, yet. Teddy, I appreciate the phone call. Good to hear from you. And uh, no, I didn't bet everybody lunch. I know you guys are trying to bust my chops. Trust me, we don't make uh, you know the the amount of money that we should around here. Let's just put it that way. I won't throw anybody else under the bus and say we don't make as much money as other shows do, but we don't. And we certainly don't make what we uh, deserve. I'll tell you that much. 301-230. I'd love to take all of you out to lunch. Hey, if any local restaurant wants to sponsor a show party and pay for lunch for everybody, it doesn't have to be anything exquisite. It could be pizza, baby. You know, it could be... uh, French fries. Hey, I love tots. a pizza party. Yeah. Pizza yeah. party down at the park over there. Yeah. Just bring uh, 50 pizzas. Everybody come over. Grab yeah. a slice. Over there. Exactly. We can have a big show party. Uh, when you said the park over there, are you talking about like the big um, uh, the big field space yeah. uh, in, in Navy Yards? Yeah, over in Navy Yards. Uh, what do they call it? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, don't I just even know, know it's know the big they... park over there. Okay. They have like conventions. Not conventions, but like, you know, festivals and stuff like that that you see all the time there. All right, I know. Over there. Over there. You know, get a pizza party over there. Uh, All right, let's get to Lap. Has been on hold the longest. What up, Lap? How are you? Lap? All right, Lap is not paying attention, so we'll put him back on hold. Let's go to uh, Mitch in Jersey. What up, Mitch? How are you? Hey, little rooster. What's going on, Mitch? Yeah, I agree with you with uh, Pat Mahomes, but he only has one one Super Bowl. I mean, he's been to five straight championships. I mean, 49ers, had they run the ball, he wouldn't have any championship right now. Oh, that's what he won this year. I'm, I stand corrected, too. He's the prototype. He's the mentor. So we get Caleb Williams uh, in the top pick next year with two highs in the belt and maybe a championship. I give, I give Sam Howell a six. Wait, so you're saying, wait, hang, hang on a second, back, back up. So you're saying, I, I was a little confused. You're saying that Sam Howell is the mentor to, until we get Caleb Williams next year? Is that what you said, or or did I miss that? No, no, it was me. It's me, not you. Oh, okay. I meant to say that uh, Pat Mahomes, he's the mentor. Okay. He's, uh, he's, at, he's at the top of the heap. I got you. Until Caleb Williams comes aboard. Two Heisman's, uh, I don't know how many, uh, Pat, I don't know how many Heisman's that Patrick Mahomes win. By honest, it's not a big deal anymore. Yeah, just because um, you went to Heisman obviously does not now. mean you know d- does not mean anything in terms of the NFL. But everything we've seen out of Caleb Williams yeah. so far is unfreaking believable. Yeah, but uh, we've seen um, Matt Lanett. He he was a boss. Uh, Tim Tebow. Anyway, right. um, somehow he's better than the both New York starters. Oh my God, these guys are overpaid and picking up. Pick, Pick too high, to say the least. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a little confused. All right, thank you, Mitch. I'm a little confused on where we were going with that. I I, I didn't understand. Uh, did you? Am I missing something? Uh, we're better than New York Jets. And oh Giants. well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, listen. The I Giants the Giants overinvested in Daniel Jones because they gambled and they were wrong. Guess what? Right now, it's trending. That the commanders are gambling and they'll be wrong on Chase Young, right? So they might overpay for him. Or they might let him walk away and people are going to be pissed about that. 
But right now, they haven't over-invested in Sam Howell, so that's good. And they can't for at least another year and three, two-thirds, right? If we're one-third of the way through the season right now, or ish, they can't even attempt a contract with Sam Howell until after year three. That's the rule. Okay, so we got plenty of time for that. Now, again, the Chase Young situation, totally different. The Montez Sweat situation, totally different. Um, They'll have to deal with that, Cam Curl. Uh, Antonio Gibson's not coming back here. Uh, Sorry, he's just not. Unless he's got no interest anywhere else and they sign him on a one-year deal. Uh, Curtis Samuel, uh, I, I mean, you know, I think they... I think they like what they've gotten out of Curtis Samuel. It's not enough for what they're paying him. But I think they like what they've gotten out of him. 217, Team 980. Some of your tweets, your ex-posts, if you will, coming up. Plus, Sean in Connecticut, Sweet Lou, and you at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Again, consider this as we sort of blend in the Sam Howell conversation with two disastrous home blowouts in the last two home games and two out of the last three games. But the fight back in Philadelphia and whatever's waiting for them in Atlanta. Is there any concern on your end that there was a team-wide competitiveness issue? Are players still playing as hard for Ron Jack Del Rio as they were last year even? Or even at the beginning of this season? Or is it way, 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 way too early to even consider that? You tell me. 301-230-0980-301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. Again, 301-230-0980 back in a flash. Don't go anywhere. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, the answer for me on the competitiveness question, is there any concern for team-wide competitiveness 
after two blowouts in the last three. Who knows what's ahead in Atlanta and the Giants. And I might feel differently in a couple of weeks. Two blowouts for me. One that was 16-0 going into the fourth quarter. One that was over before it even started last Thursday night. Do not represent, in my opinion, in my feeling, in my analysis, does not represent a quit for the commander's players yet. It's easy to say, hey, man, they played terrible, check. They didn't show up, check. They weren't prepared, check. All of that. But that could be mentally prepared, physically prepared, emotionally prepared. That could be anything. And as you know, this show, unlike others, does not blame coaches for everything. I don't blame coaches for everything. Players have to play. Players have to be ready to play. That's their job. They work six months out of the year. They can be prepared. Mentally, physically, and emotionally. Okay? But is there... Okay, okay. Is there any concern on your end with the blowouts, but sandwiched around a feisty competitive loss in overtime in Philadelphia... That there is a lack of competitiveness, a lack of fire, a lack of energy. Is it different? Is it just a lack of preparedness? Is it players not executing? What is it? Are players still playing hard for Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera? Of course they are. I mean, I have no reason to think they're not for Eric Bieniemy because the message ain't stale yet. I'm more particularly looking at the guys that have been here for a while. Jack, Ron, I want to throw Nate Katzer in there. Go right ahead. By the way, special team, going to be a disaster. Watch, watch this team is, this game is going to get decided on special teams. No Jeremy Reeves, no Derek Forrest. Yes, it's inside. But we all know the problems earlier in the year. They've settled down with Cheeseman. Sly has been a mess. Missed another field goal last Thursday night. What is that, three on the year, four on the year already? Tress Wake, as much as I love Trey, Tress, cost them a game in Philly. Now they don't have Jeremy Reeves. Now they don't have Derek Forrest. Hmm. Hmm. 301 Let's go back to the phone, Sweet Lou. What up, Lou? How are you? Good, good. What's happening, Chris? How you doing? What's shaking, Lou? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, as far as the question goes, um, I think Sam is uh, the real deal. I think we just have to, you know, work around him, man. I don't care about this height, you know, he too short. I mean, look at Drew Brees. I mean, the guy's a Hall of Famer, so I don't disagree. I mean, I agree with some of the callers saying about, oh, he too short, this and that and third. I'll take that guy over Kirk Cousins right now. I'll put everything on the line. Everything. Everything that I own, Chris. Wait, so, so, you so you're saying you would take Sam Howell over Kirk Cousins right now? Without a doubt. Chris, We did you see what Kirk Cousins did, like, Sunday, he took a sack when you had to just throw the ball in the air. 
try to give your team a chance, guess what he do? I don't know. He just ha- he just be having one of these brain freeze situations with him. So I'm not, I don't want to trust that guy. Luckily he's gone and. I'm sure some other team will take them because the Minnesota team is trash. Wait, so. wait, wait a second. Yeah, Lou, you know I love you, right? But I just want to go over this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam Howell, how many times have you been sacked yeah. this year? I, I get that, Chris. I get it. I get, I get some of the stuff. He's going to work. Look, man, every quarterback, I mean, there's, there's, there's always something. I, mean, I know he, he holds on. He'd he be holding the ball too long. Uh, he read at one player, this and that, and third. But uh, these are some of the things that he's going to work on. And once we get a, a legit, once we get a legit offensive, I think once we get a better offensive line, I think the guy can make some crazy throws. Man, I've seen some of the throws that he made under pressure. I mean, like I mean, like Mark said, man. And you talking about a guy well, that that Philly game? I mean, what, what else would who else, who else you want? Who else, what what other quarterback do you want? I mean, if you don't want a quarterback that could drive your team from twenty-five to to the other to the other end and score a touchdown, I mean, come on, man. Listen, I have it. I have all the hope in the world that Sam Howell is going right. to be the guy, uh, a yeah. franchise quarterback type of guy down the road. Okay, I, again, need him to be a good quarterback first. He's not a good quarterback yet. He's too flawed right, right now. But the tools, the light bulb is on. There's no doubt about it. But Lou. You can't. Yeah. You can't say you'd take him right now over. Now, if you're talking about factoring in money and salary and salary and sign, you know, and 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 salary cap. Okay, that's a more fair argument. But right now, side by side, to say you'd take Sam Howell over Kirk Cousins, I mean, that's I not would, fair. I, that's I'm not, not fair. lying to you. I will. I would. I know you're not heartbeat. lying. That's what's the scary part. That, I, that's that's not take fair. Him in a heartbeat over Kirk Cousins. That's not fair. Come on, Kirk. Chris, I mean, it's obvious. I mean, I, I, I get it. Some people, you know, they're still in touch. I mean, that's your buddy, you know, Kirk Cousins. But uh, it has nothing day, to do with I mean, he's my buddy. I mean, I don't talk to him on a regular basis. I mean, I Chris, do like Chris, Kirk Cousins, but, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, look at his resume. Look at his track record. Sam Howell could only hope, could only dream one day to be as good yeah, as Kirk Cousins. Pass, he will surpass everything what Kirk Cousins did. Believe me, just believe me. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, Chris, I'm telling you, I'm not. Look, man, I know when I see something, man. So Sam is special, and I just hope this coaching staff don't. Uh, well, I guess they're gonna be out of here. I think maybe Sunday. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Sunday because, you know, if they don't get their act together and then have these guys ready to play, please don't come back here, uh, Ron Rivera and and JDR, man. If I don't see James Jones, what's his, what's his name, Andre Jones, Kalik Hudson, if, if they're not in the game. Man, I do not want to see this guy, and I won't be. Well, I will be calling the radio station. But, yeah. <laughs> I know I you will be. I appreciate you, Lou. I, Lou wants nothing more than to just blow everybody out. And that's fine. That's fine. I mean, listen, I think it's pretty clear that there is. Um, Maddie, you played End of the Road the other day by. Um, uh, um, Boys to Men. Boys to Men. The end of the road might already be here, but if it's not, the end of the road for this outfit is a broken up brick cobblestone type road, an access road to the highway. You're not even on the highway, 
And then at the end of the broken up brick cobblestone, there's a big old freaking pothole waiting for you. I mean, that's what the end of the road is here. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know everything, but I know enough to know that this team is not special. That this team, again, there is no like, hey, man, it was just one bad day. Just like the Cowboys are not special. Like everybody tried to brush off that Arizona you know, abomination by saying, oh, they, they weren't ready, Trayvon Diggs. They got caught with their pants around there. They just got their asses torn up by the 49ers. I mean, like, Micah Parsons can bitch and moan about whatever he wants to. Jerry Jones can say whatever the stupid things he wants to say. Like, there was one professional NFL team, and then there was a team that was an imposter on Sunday night. And, that, and that's the Cowboys. Sorry. I mean, that's the truth. I, I Like, I don't know everything, but I know enough. Like, I don't know what's going to happen this Sunday for the Cow- commanders in, in Atlanta. I, but, I mean, for me to sit here and tell you that there's no chance they would lose, no chance that they would win, I, I can't tell you that because I don't play the game and I have no idea how it's going to play out. But what I can also – but what I can tell you is big picture over the long haul based on three-plus years now of experience and based on everything that I know, see, feel, hear, and dial into, that this team is remarkably mediocre. That's what they are. This coaching staff, remarkably mediocre. That's what they are. That's the DNA. I didn't create that. They created that. Could they make it more than mediocre? Sure. How much more? Are they just going to wake up on Monday morning and be like, Eureka, we found the magic potion, Jack and the Beanstalk style, and they're going to go on an 11-game run, win or lose it? No. No chance. There is no high, high side here. None. There's a maybe we'll be more than mediocre. Maybe we'll be on the low side of good. Which gets you eight wins, maybe nine. That's it. That's the ceiling. That's it. There is no 10-win ceiling, no 11-win ceiling. No, that's it. Period. And I'm not going to make any stupid proclamations, but if they win 10 or 11 games, man, I'm going to be the first one to tell you that I completely butchered that, and I was dead wrong. But I don't think I'm alone. Time for a trending alert. All right, we were just mentioning that 49er blowout over the Dallas Cowboys. You probably know by now what kind of T-shirt and what kind of message George Kittle was wearing underneath his jersey. It it may have said something like, beep, Dallas. Well, the NFL is considering fining George Kittle of the 49ers, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, could carry a fine of almost $11,000 for the four-time Pro Bowler. Uh, who, uh, of course, had a big night against said Dallas Cowboys. Uh, meanwhile, Devin A-Chain going on IR. You're not going to see him until after the Dolphins buy uh, and uh, when they hook up with the Las Vegas Raiders in mid-November. He had been having a great year. Meanwhile, Anthony Richardson expected to miss four to eight weeks. He, of course, is on IR for the Indianapolis Colts. And one more for you. The NHL underway last night. Connor Bedard, the number one overall pick with an assist 
11 shot attempts, seven shots on goal. Blackhawks beat the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, in Pittsburgh on ESPN to get their first win of the year. Pittsburgh here for the Capitals season and home opener on Friday night. We'll have special coverage for you over on The Fan. And Connor McMichael expected to join us tomorrow. And that's what's trending. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Ross Tucker going to join us in less than an hour. NFL analyst, of course, former Redskin offensive lineman. He was part of the broadcast crew for the national call on Westwood one last Thursday night at FedEx field with Ian Eagle and saw the bloodbath that was. So he will join us uh, coming up at three 30 uh, and uh, tomorrow Connor McMichael scheduled to join us. From the Capitals, uh, we'll let you know on time uh, there. And as well, Al Snow, legendary professional wrestler and currently the owner of Ohio Valley Wrestling, star of Wrestlers on Netflix, which is great. Just great. Um, All of that will work and weave in the Capitals here as they get their season started. I saw a little clip of the Wizards. Uh, playing some foreign team last night. I, I don't know anything about them. Uh, didn't watch. Whatever. It's it's way too early. But, okay. And, again, the baseball story locally is it's over. Orioles were swept. I, I didn't think the Orioles were getting to the World Series. I did not think they were going to get swept in the ALDS. And they were competitive in game one and really not that competitive in game two and certainly not in game three. So that's kind of the story there. Oh, and by the way, we, we haven't even touched on this, not because we don't do a lot of soccer, but Wayne Rooney leaving DC United again uh, over the weekend. Surprise, surprise, right? I mean, can we, can, can we just move on at this point? Can we hire somebody that wants to be here? instead of hiring somebody that's going to hopefully sell tickets. Can we just move on, please? I mean, you can't quit twice and keep coming back for more. Can't do that. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Let's get back to the calls. Oh, I didn't answer the competitiveness thing. I was thinking about this. I brought it up. To me, there isn't a lot of concern, if any concern, that they are that they are competing. I don't think they quit on Ron and Jack. I just think they don't show up, which I can't wrap my arms around. I cannot understand why, at the beginning of games, they are so woefully unprepared. Either on offense and defense, sometimes simultaneously, like last night, like last week, sometimes one unit or the other. I, that I can't understand, but I do not think 
they've quit on Ron or Jack. I do not think they've stopped competing. If they did, they wouldn't have fought as hard as they did. Granted, it wasn't anywhere near good enough on Thursday night. They wouldn't have come back the way they did against Philadelphia. And I guess we'll find out in a couple of days how they respond to the beatdown of the Bears by how they perform in Atlanta. Again, there's no moral victories. You can't, like if you're a real team, if you're a real team with legitimate hopes, you not only get off the mat, you not only say, okay, that was a terrible night at the office, uh, we're refreshed, we're recharged, now it's time to get serious, and you go to Atlanta and you find a way to win that game again, win it by any means, more important than anything, but win it somewhat convincingly. You're better than Atlanta. You have more talent than Atlanta across the board. I do think that. You win that game. So we'll find out. We'll find out together. That's the beauty of sports. All right, let's go back to it. Uh, Let's say uh, hello to Eldridge in West Virginia. What's up, Eldridge? How are you? I'm good, sir. How are you today? Good. What's going on? Well, I couldn't agree with you more. Meteor-ochre coaching. That is all it is, and it started at the beginning of the season. When the offensive coordinator comes in and all the players start whining about them not being in the exact spot and him getting on to them, it's been going on for years. It's detail, and detail makes winners, i.e. Kansas City, winner, i.e. Redskins, commanders. Yeah. Not winners. Well, you, 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 know, you know what, Eldridge? You, you just brought up, okay, the enemy thing, which has kind of been swept under the rug. But maybe we should have all realized right then and there just how weird this was going to be. And, and and it's not like we woke up and, and realized that Ron and, and Jack were, were not special. I mean, I think most people thought... You know, thought that along, but 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 the the difference was a people got off of Jack's back because they were pretty good on defense last year. They were number one on third down. You know, they bent but didn't, didn't break. They were they were pretty good. Not that they were perfect, but they were pretty good on defense last year. The difference is is so far this year, obviously it's Ron and Jack catching all the shrapnel. The enemy to a lesser degree, um, but. I said all offseason, and it sounds like you would agree, that Bien- you know, Ron was brought here to change the culture four years ago, three and a half years ago. He was brought here to change the culture. I think he did. But Eric Bieniemy was brought in Eric Bieniemy was brought in to install a championship culture, which they do not have. I couldn't agree one hundred percent more. Ron was the guy for the job at the time, but it's now it's time to find somebody else who can whip these players into shape. You know, sitting on the sideline with your arms folded over, no emotions. You need to be getting into these players, you know what, you need to start performing like that at the beginning of the game. It's ridiculous that you take all that money and not perform like that. No doubt. Good call, Eldridge. Appreciate you. Good to hear from you. West Virginia. See, we actually did get a West Virginia call on the Odyssey app. So we thought Justin was from West Virginia. It turned out he was from Richmond, and then he made fun of everybody in West Virginia. I just misheard him. He, it, when he came on, it Sorry. was a little garbled. It sounded like West Virginia. Listen, Turned out he said Richmond. Don't listen, know how I one, missed that one. One thing you should know about me by now, like how long have we been working together for a year and a half, roughly? About two years or so. Okay. It's been a minute. Okay. I, I like. I used to take, again, I, I opened the show this way. I used to take myself very seriously. I used to be like anal retentive, very uptight. 
uh, you know, loud, energetic, all that stuff, opinionated, feisty. But I, like, I was never hard on producers or, or you know, or people that I worked with. I, I, I always found a way to just, like, not be an a, a, a jerk. Um, but, like, when mistakes ha- I make mistakes every minute of my life. I'm a walking mistake. You forget to turn your mic on most seconds. I, I absolutely do. I'm a literal walking mistake. So I ain't making fun of any. I mean, listen, if I if I think you don't care, I have a much bigger problem. It's like this, okay? We're hard on the commanders. We should be. I don't think it's because they don't care. Now, do I think they care more about their paycheck than winning? Yes, I think that. But I think they care about their job. I think they care about being good at what they do. Some care more than others. Some are better than others. Some are inconsistent. But I know you work your ass off for me. I can't do the show without you. So if you say Justin from West Virginia, Justin from Richmond, whatever. No big deal. I just found it funny that we actually got a legitimate call from Eldrick from West Virginia after Justin and Richmond hammered uh, say, everyone Eldridge, in West Virginia. Uh, really came in for the win today. <laughs> uh, let's get to what happened to Sean in Connecticut. We lost him. Gosh, dang it. Uh, Sean, call back. We'll get you up quicker. Sorry about that. Let's go to um, uh, uh, let's go to Ray and Frederick. Uh, hang on, Paulie. I, you need a little bit more time. What's up, Ray? How are you? Hey, buddy. How are you? Thank All right, you for Ray. taking my call. Yeah, thanks for making it. So... I think, to be honest, they've had enough tape on um, Jack's play calling. And mm-hmm. if they can force Chase to go to the outside, he has nothing. He has no other move. So if they can do that and then make him kind of like, you know, go to the outside and you, you, you can't really go inside, you don't have any swim move or anything like that, then they have enough time to mash the defense. In my opinion, uh, so well, Ray, I, I mean, I'm these. hang on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you follow up. I, I think he's been doing a really good job this year, uh, Chase, of going inside. I really do. I mean, if you look at most of his pass rushes and most of his uh, hurries and hits the other night, th- a lot of them were on inside rushes. I, I actually think he's doing a a good job of doing that, and it's leading to sometimes fans being critical. And people being critical of him not containing on the outside. Well, you can't you can't go inside if that's what they're telling you to do. And I presume that's what they're telling him to do more of. You can't go inside and also contain outside. That that's really hard to do. So I think there's some I don't know mixed messaging, what have you. I, I think Chase is I think Chase is doing a much better job with his attack and his approach as a pass rusher this year than at any other point. In his career. Now, again, does that lead to some maybe occasional issues? Yeah. Does he need to hustle a little bit more on every play? Sure. Uh, I'm not telling you he's perfect, but I think he's doing a better job than maybe it sounds like you think he is. Is that fair? I mean, I think they kind of, yes, I, I know the saying, but I also feel that his weakness is going to the outside. And if teams can like try to figure out, hey, just play the outside, we'll try to lose an inside which is which is fine because he doesn't do too much inside anyways but the way i think about it is if teams have so much tape on jack's um defense then they're ready to game plan for us and if they don't have anything on the enemy then 
there it lies the thing where, okay, I don't know what he's going to do, but at least I kind of have an idea of what Jack is going to do, and we can counter that way. And that's, I think, a coaching is like, hey, Ron Riviera is not, what's the word, getting new ideas. And, you know, he brought in the enemy because Scott Turner's ideas was too predictable, and now it feels, I feel like, uh, Jack the Real's um, philosophy is too predictable. So, so this is this is your this is where you're you're absolutely in in a sweet spot there. I, I do think that they are a, uh, an execution based system, and I do think they've mm-hmm. made some changes. Uh, they've gone more man. Uh, they have not blitzed more, but they've done some different things, but they haven't done enough different things, and they haven't responded yeah. in game quite enough for anybody's liking and they haven't been able to stop not the gut not the bleeding but the hemorrhaging so i think this is your sweet spot not necessarily going after chase and i'm not saying you were going after him but you know i i think your sweet spot is man you got all this talent you've been here for you know this is year four you were a good defense last year against mediocre opponents where are the adjustments where is the creativity the ingenuity the um you know, the explosiveness out of this defense, and it's not there. That's that's the answer. It's not there. Can I say one thing more yep. thing about how? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you know, of course Kirk was great and everything, and you know what he's done in uh, in um, Minnesota, but at the end of the day is Kirk, when he gets rattled, he's jittered. When Sam Howell gets rattled, he's like, okay, I'm going to forget about that, and I'm going to go and continue. And that's what Lou was talking about. That's what he was trying to say. It's like, you know what? We know what Kirk can do, but all he has is that one, um, you know, you like that game. But other than that, it's really not that anything special, whereas you can kind of see how, you know, learn. But at the same time, it's like he's not going to, he's not going to rattle out. He's not going to, he's still going to fight and continue to get better, I feel. And he's never had his opportunity, I feel. And with a, with a line like this, you're not going to get an opportunity. So mm-hmm. yeah, Howell's definitely step up. I don't think he is the true, true answer, but at least he's better than what we've had in the past 10 years. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Well, I mean, he's better since Kirk Cousins walked out the door. Uh, again, I'll take umbrage with anybody uh, that wants uh, Ray, I appreciate the phone call. I mean, I, I know Lou and a lot of you don't like Kirk Cousins. I got it. Kirk Cousins is flawed in some way, shape, or form. Again, let, let's let's realize that there was one side that screwed that to the high heavens, and that was not Kirk Cousins and Mike McCartney. That was Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder. There was one side. And Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He is what I would call a franchise quarterback. He is higher and better than Dak Prescott. But he's not an elite quarterback. On that scale of 1 to 10, Kirk is probably like an 8.5, which is better than Dak and better than a low-end franchise quarterback. You know, a low-end franchise quarterback right now mm, would be... I I mean, I I guess the the best comp I can come up with would be, I, I, I mean, besides Dak, would be a Derek Carr, even though he just got to New Orleans, right? I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying. A franchise quarterback is the unquestioned number one guy, but not 
a special number one guy, if that makes sense. And to me, Kirk Cousins is better than Derek Carr. He's better than Dak Prescott. He is. He's not as good as Justin Herbert. He's not as good as Tuatunga Vailoa. Although Tua has got to stay healthy in order for us to, you know, and it's got to be for more than five games in order for us to see, okay, is the talent really special? Is the talent really special? And I think it is, but I got to see it long term. Again, that's the one thing that is indisputable. You can dispute a lot of things about Kirk Cousins. Doesn't get injured. And he plays all the time. And he takes a licking. It's not like he's untouched. He's a tough son of a, mm, you know what, 252, Team 980. Uh, I tell you what, uh, you want to just combine the break because I'm so late here? Do you want to do that? Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's try and get Jonesy in here before the top, and then we'll see Paulie for the top of the 3 o'clock hour when we come on back. What up, Jonesy? How are you? Jonesy? Uh, Jonesy is uh, not paying attention or stepped away. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to tell you, Ross Tucker coming up at 3.30, our Odyssey NFL analyst. As well, he was on the call with Ian Eagle for Westwood One. He does CBS Sports, college football, NFL. Uh, he's done Army. Uh, he, of course, played here, uh, the Ross Tucker podcast, all that. He'll be with us at 3.30. We will continue to take your calls. Charles Leno said something. After the game on Thursday that I missed until yesterday about leaving Sam Howell in too long and what the coaching staff maybe want to prove. I'll have that for you coming up, what he said. And then we'll try and interpret what he meant. We'll do that next. Plus your phone calls at 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. Stay with us on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 